Hello and welcome back to the Oddity Film Society. Today is Thursday, November 22nd and it's 2.43 p.m. Uh, it's very cold outside. It says negative five, but it feels a lot colder. Um, How cold does it feel? It feels like it's negative 20. I don't like it. Fahrenheit. Uh, it's, it's pretty sunny. The sun's shining through the curtains. And uh, I'm Hunter, and today we watched, uh, or not today, uh, over the past three weeks, we've watched her <laughs> and uh, issue. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, and uh, Adaptation. Adaptation? Adaptation. Say it again. Who am I with here today? Thomas. Anderson. Eddie. But I think we found our issue. No. With the we, we were beginning. talking previously about how we need to find more viewers and we we're wondering why maybe we, we don't have as many viewers as, as we could why cereal has more people listening and uh cereal it's a, it's a very popular podcast about you know cereal you like snap cereal killing oh oh or uh the ongoing history of new music that's we should have more listeners than that and uh ed, ed what do you think what do you think the issue is? Why, why, why don't we have I think more? We need to have a hook, and I don't think Hunter stuttering through the opening <laughs> is our hook. I think it's great. <laughs> Should we have him do it again? Yeah. No. Like right now, halfway through. Not halfway. <laughs> not how, whatever. We're just gonna. Uh, have, okay. Okay. Let's start with the apple crunch and everything. We just. But we'll keep this in here. No, we're not editing. We need them to know that we want to no. restart from fresh. Okay. Yeah. Three, oh. two. Hello and welcome back to the Unity <laughs> Film Society. We're in Pelham. It's Thursday, November 22nd. It's now 2.45 p.m. It's really cold out. It's really sunny. The sun's shining and it's hitting my glasses and I don't like it. Um, we're, we're off Highway 20, closest intersections, Effingham at Highway 20. Uh, this week we watched Adaptation, Her, and Oh Brother, We're Out There, but not this week. It's been over like a month. And uh, we're, we're sorry that we haven't been here. Thanks for listening. Is Your leg same? is like going up and down yeah, so no. fast. This one was worse than the first one. Yeah. Uh, no, because he said adaptation. But he also said adaptation, her, oh brother, and by the way, this is over the course of a month or something like okay, that. Okay, I'm Thomas. I'm Anderson. I'm Eddie. I don't know if I said it yet, but I'm Hunter. Well, they already uh, heard the beginning. Oh, okay. yeah. Whoops. What are we doing um, today? What are we doing? Um, I, we're going to talk about those movies that we watched uh, today, over the week, and the last month. <laughs> Alright. Does anyone have any news? Because I do. <laughs> Bring it. There is a Detective Pikachu trailer, and it looks so good. I, at first I thought it sounded like the worst idea for a movie ever, but now it looks super cute and super fun, and I want to see it already. Do you think Ryan Reynolds is cute? No. <laughs> And, and does anyone else not want to talk about it? It's so weird. I can't get over how he's Pikachu. Eh, I don't care. Some of them don't look great. Like Charizard looks ugly. They're, but I don't but really. That's exactly what he looks like in the. Yeah, no, but the renderings are off. But it'll get better by release because we're like half a year off. Something's wrong with you, boy. <laughs> Do you want to explain what Thomas is doing before? He's playing with a er gummy eraser. But people, he's also people, listeners from last year will remember. I had a kneaded eraser from art class, and I would make these little sculptures, these little gory sculptures. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything to say about Pikachu? No? 
No, I, I have zero interest. Well, I have a lot of interest. I think you should watch the trailer. Okay. I don't know. With your kids, they might find it cute. Should uh, should I watch it right now? No. No. Because <laughs> okay. we, have, we, have we have to do a lot in this short amount of time. We can do it really quickly. Like on double speed? Yeah. Okay. But you have to hear what he says in full, like, real time. And we might get flagged for playing a trailer during it. We might. That's true. It looks weird, though. Like, there's car bombs in it and stuff. Which I... Pikachu's really cute, though. Yeah. But I was talking about the car bombs, you know. So it seems not just juxtaposition. Wait, what? You're not... Hmm? Let's just fill this dead air. Come on, guys. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Tex Pikachu. Yeah, and I said that there was a car bomb in the trailer. And I said he looks really cute. Yeah, and I said that's different. Wait, like a... So who cares? A car exploding? Yeah, oh, like yeah, someone that. puts a car bomb in a car. Uh, anyway, anyone else have any news? No. No? I'm just looking through stuff. I'm not really seeing a lot that's... Interesting. Uh, Stan Lee died. I did hear, but... Oh, yeah. That's not interesting. Uh, well, no. He's really old, so... Or he was. 95. He died, so it's not really interesting when an old person dies. But he... He did some pretty good stuff. He did <laughs> good stuff. Like, cameoed in movies. I like this dead air. Let's keep it going. <laughs> we could just do some ASMR stuff. Man, this is probably the worst one. You know? <laughs> oh, it's really bad. If you want to do some ASMR here. I just gotta get closer. There you go. Did I just put in the red? <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking at the red. I'm trying to find some new stuff to talk about. Oh, uh, uh, no one else. There's a Toy Story 4 trailer. Oh, yeah. There is. There's a Dumbo trailer. And Detective Pikachu blew it out of the water. Anyway. Talking to you is really hard. Yeah, I'm, tr I'm just There's trying. a Deadpool teaser trailer oh, for... Yeah. It looks the, like the, the Princess Bride thing? Yep. I'm Savage. so excited for that. I'll just wait and then I'll watch the scenes on YouTube. Sorry. Sorry, Sony or Warner Brothers or whatever. Keep going. I'm Box. looking at a, uh, a website called filmjunk.com, um, and they are saying that there's a random poll that was done, and apparently, according to this random poll, Back to the Future is the most wanted reboot. Want? Really? Most why? wanted. Why? The first one's perfect on its own. Debatable. But why not make it better by making it newer? You don't need to well, do that. You can add more action and violence. No, you don't need that. Like, wait, would the effects. Wait, would it be like 2018? Let's go back to the 80s instead of the 80s going back to the 50s. Would it be like Probably, present day yeah. going back to the 80s? Oh yeah, I could see that. The Stranger Things and it stuff. Yeah. Everyone loves the 80s. <sighs> what if Spielberg directs it? So what? Um, and no, no. I would. What if they got Michael J. Fox to no, please to don't. play? He could be Marty. They could do de aging on him. Okay. Well, I thought it was. I don't know if he could. Could he like be still enough? <laughs> okay, I, was, I was waiting for someone to drop that ball. Just be a little twitchy. Oh God. Be a lot of motion blur. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they could I don't do feel a... comfortable talking about this. <laughs> they could do a blade. <laughs> 
fine. They could do a Blade Runner 2049 where he comes back in an old role. And they have uh, Marty Jr. Jr. What? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. No, no. <laughs> this is the, this is Why would you show up in Blade Runner? <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. You you said, yeah, you showed up, I said showed up like like in. Like how... <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't mean it. I, I just meant like how Harrison Ford. I, I didn't realize I didn't say Harrison Ford. <laughs> I think we discovered the real reason that nobody listens to this podcast. Is anyone... <laughs> Why? <laughs> Thanks to you for making it to this point. The ten minute mark. If you're here, just keep going. Uh, yeah. You can't get it, any it, better. <laughs> can't get any... <laughs> you mean worse? No. <laughs> no. Ah, okay. Uh, what did we watch? <laughs> uh, I watched two things, actually, only over the, the big three-week okay. period. <laughs> Thomas has a scroll. <laughs> um, I saw Overlord with my friend Eddie here. Uh, Don't associate me with him. Oh, it was it was good. It it like it's like mostly war stuff, a bit of spooky zombies, and then like the ending is just like action schlock, and it's a lot of fun. With like guys throwing each other through windows and stuff, just fun. Could they could have cut out some stuff, made it a bit shorter, but still really good. How long? Hour forty-five or so. Okay. Uh, and I also watched. I just finished it last night, actually, The Haunting of Hill House, which was good overall. I peaked around halfway through with like episode five and six or five. I'm not sure which one. The one that's almost default, just one take. Like, the middle area was the best. It kind of, like, went up like an arc and went back down. Uh, I don't think the ending is as bad as Anderson has said, but it still wasn't great. Pulled too many punches. Don't spoil, please. There was okay. a lot of stuff that didn't have any payoff. I feel like it, it. they came down to a couple ghosts, and there were so many things that were sort of thrown out that I... And, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in, in expecting that they should have addressed some of them, but it feels like they... They only come back to that that one female ghost, and really the mom, and nothing else. There's, there's that huge that, like uh, four uh, man guy. I really like that guy. His but there's design. nothing. Yeah, no. There's nothing. And they, they talked about him earlier with the dad's episode. Um, and there's uh, there's the the hat guy. The hat. That's the same guy. The really tall guy with the bowler hat. And the, and the but cane. when he's following around, the I, that was the same thing. I think just shorter. I guess I don't know. I have no idea. Or no, that was. I don't, I don't want to get into spoilers because Eddie's here. That, I will watch it. Just waiting. What else? That I was just a, feel like it, it didn't. It didn't the, really. The one following around something. connects to something later on yeah. in the show. Yeah. That was also one of my favorite episodes. The one where the druggy guy goes out on the streets looking for his friend. Yeah, it, I. I up until the last episode, I really enjoyed it, and they didn't tie things up in a satisfying way, and, and not in a, a, a satisfyingly unsatisfying way either. It, it just feels like they, they went for a sappy wrap-up. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of nice to be different, because normally they're, they end in, like, Sadness and death. I don't think they earned it though. Yeah, I guess. It's, and it did end in sadness and death. It, did they, um, like, you thought they could have done something, like, you know, the Coens and their movies, like, 
kind of ambiguous, or like Nolan does the same thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. What, like, but instead they just kind of went like, oh, it's all fluffy and sunshine and rainbows. Mostly. Not quite, but it's it is hallmarky. It's emotionally manipulative. But for a television show and for a Netflix television show, I think it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was all. It also felt a little bit long. I think it could have used like six episodes, maybe. I don't know if I'd cut it down that much. They could have gone for like the eight or nine, I think. Because I was, it did end up using it all, but or they could have cut out some dream sequences here and there, especially later on. Uh, I liked all the characters, and I think most of the actors were pretty good, uh, or at least serviceable. Uh, some of them were bad, especially the two youngest kid actors and the oldest kid actor. But now they're they're little kids, like that's fine. And also they're they're, they're super cute. The little kid with glasses was adorable. Mm-hmm. Although I don't see how he ends up becoming the adult that he does. That seems a little. Uh, it's fine because he's six, and then like it's however many it's over like twenty thirty years later. So I was fine with that. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's not scary I didn't find it all there's one thing that I it's found it's atmospheric scary. yeah there's the one thing I found like kind of freaky was the really tall ghost with the cane mm-hmm. when he's like hovering above the door and he's taller than the door frame mm-hmm. when, he fir- when he's first seen but other than that it was just more sad than anything I would agree it's more about grief than horror I think I, I a lot of stuff was spooky like that, the hat guy falling around. Or when you sometimes when you notice a ghost in the background and you think, mm-hmm. is that just a picture frame or a yeah. ghost? Or the statues? I wasn't sure if they were moving, they but were. they were. Okay, because I, I got the idea in my head. I was thinking, was that one facing the entire way? And every single time I saw them again, I'd start getting really freaked out. So it's just effect, nice, effective, atmospheric, like you said. And that's all I watched. Okay. Yeah, um, didn't you say you watched two things? Yeah, those two. Overlord and that. Oh right. Okay. Um, I watched Dog Day Afternoon. Who was? It's a great movie. That's from Sentiful Woman. But yeah. Who was? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he says Attica Hua. Attica. Hua. Attica. Hua. Okay. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good movie. I I liked it a lot. It was pretty riveting. I I think it's brilliant. It's uh it's small, it's focused, really interesting character portraits. It's treatment of uh non heterosexuality for a 70s movie is yeah, super important. <laughs> and it it treats it not like it's even really an oddity. Mm-hmm. There's no derogatory stuff about it. This guy's brought in as his wife, and, and like it's almost like no commentary is made, and that's pretty neat. Was that a Prince Humperdinck from yeah. the? Yeah. <laughs> also, the vampire from Fright Night. Yeah. P- Prince what? <laughs> Prince what? Humperdinck. Who's that? <laughs> the villain of Princess Bride. Oh, I don't know. I don't Eddie's <laughs> never seen the Princess Bride. I have. I just don't care about that movie. Oh, oh no! We just, we're gonna lose a lot it, of. It's okay. <laughs> we're gonna list that one listener. Oh no! <laughs> I, I hope. <laughs> oh no! If they can't handle me saying that, I hope they leave. Okay. <laughs> um, Don't be saying that. We're struggling as it is. <laughs> if it's the, if it's between the one person, and not the one person, I don't. Okay, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just speaking. 
keep Anyways, it coming. I don't, it's gold. Yeah, you, you don't like this? Well, really. <laughs> there's going to be more. <laughs> okay. Um, I also watched the um, Death at a Funeral, the British version, which is a really funny movie in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh, two more of the original Star Trek Episodes series episodes, or, yeah, oh. episodes. Um, very cheesy, but I, they're getting better. Um, I watched The Walking Dead season nine, episode one. It was it was pretty good. Uh, I'm just saying that I'm just saying I'm just saying it's pretty good after everyone, but. Uh, Hunter will be what? happy about this one night. I don't know if this really counts, but I watched the opening scene for the pilot of Last Man on Earth. The opening scene? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why didn't you continue? I, I watched it and I had to do something. I don't know, I started <laughs> I watched that show again over the summer even, and you know, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Why haven't you watched... Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll watch more this weekend. It's very good. Um... I watched uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, no spoils, please. I really want to watch that. Yeah, it's, it's very good. I think the, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is one of my favorites, which is the first one. As Anderson said a few days ago, the gore is very surprising. It is fairly violent. Surprisingly so. Mm-hmm. Well, now I know that there's So now it's not going to be surprising. It's just going to be violence. No, it's okay. <laughs> Interesting use of a table. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What was that? Eddie just made a whipping gesture with his hand. <laughs> Can I see that? I didn't actually get to see it. No. Please? It was very good. It's probably the like, best <laughs> whipping that I've ever seen. I need to see this now. <laughs> no, because it's not going to live up to the first whip. And you're going to be like, oh, it's okay. Well, it, could, it, it could surpass it. Yeah, it yeah. could be, and it, it's going to be my first. <laughs> no, no, that, no, no. That was really you tried too hard. <laughs> yeah, because I was whipping. You need to let it be. It was like, just, just, there, that, oh, there that was it. it. See, that's great. I wish that our viewers, I mean listeners, could <laughs> see that. <laughs> they don't need to see anything. They heard it. Yeah. That's all that they really need. Wow. Trying too hard. Again. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I felt it. Um, Sorry, Thomas. The, <laughs> this is second time. Now. It's like I say it, and then Eddie does something, and then we go up on a tangent, and then it's bad to me. Um, I also watched two Alfred Hitchcock presents episodes from like nineteen fifty-five. I think they were they were pretty good. They weren't they weren't terrible. Are you a fan of Hitchcock? Uh, not really. I just like uh, I didn't really have time for a movie, and so like oh, I'll put these on there kind of short but I thought I thought the twists were pretty good at least in the one where it's like it turns out like uh, I think one of them was like a, it's like this guy coming home from France to like see his father and it turns out his father was dead um, and then at the, and then like it ends with him like finding out that he was never in France. He was like omit. He like escaped from the hospital, and he was the one who like killed his father. Mm. It was a it was a it was a pretty good twist. That reminds me of the time that Hunter traveled back in time. Don't know. 
No, our new view, our new. I'm sorry for putting you guys in the red there, but we don't. Our view, we don't need to talk about. <laughs> so this. what's this story? We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> what's this story? It's okay. Know. Maybe we we're not ready to reveal it. No, we're never something I know about was this from last year. Do, should I? Hunter traveled back no, in time. No, and that, 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 Hunter. That, that, it's okay. He'll just say it. I don't want to hear it. What is it's it? Messed up. No, we won't talk about it. Good. We'll talk, we'll talk about it later. Can you say? Do I know? Should I know? Should I, I think you it? should. You shouldn't. Well, it's something that you will. Okay, never, I think they ne- need to know now. It's something I, that you would never forget. No, hearing. We'll, we'll we'll address it later. At the or end of the podcast. No, maybe not. Maybe later. This is our cliffhanger. Yeah. It's not at the end. <laughs> this is this is our foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> for the podcast or for Adam? isn't it isn't it enough to know that Hunter traveled back in time? I want to know. I never did what this back in dumb time. story is. Just like it's everyone. not dumb. It's amazing. Then tell us. I should we later? Should, okay. No, you don't have to. So, um, uh, are you uh, her? Yeah. Her. Okay. Uh, I watched uh, some of Buster Scruggs. How far did you get into it? I uh, got to the end of the Prospector story so with got Tom pretty, Waits. You got, you got pretty far. I think that's four stories. Yeah, is there like In. eight? Or is there six? There's six. Yeah, okay. Would it be better as a TV? Like a... Like a I don't... When they first said that they were going to be making a television show, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, cause because... Because there are some short. really simple stories. There's not a lot there. Maybe, maybe they just did a really good job of streamlining them all. But they're they're pretty simple. Um, I wasn't crazy about the James Franco one. I think that's my least favorite. Pan shot. Um, I thought I was okay. <laughs> what are you guys talking about over there? Eddie was trying to whisper something to me, and I couldn't hear. What him. were you whispering, Ed? Uh, I was just imitating Tommy Wiseau, oh. but James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau. Okay. And he didn't understand when I went. <gasps> I didn't. See, I didn't even <laughs> hear that. You just, went, you just looked at me and went. <laughs> like well, he was having a seizure? Were you yeah. concerned? Yeah, a little. Were you going to try to save his life? Uh, like put a pencil in his mouth so he doesn't swallow his tongue? That's a thing. I don't know. Could be. Why not? I don't know. Wouldn't, wouldn't he choke on the pencil then? He <laughs> <laughs> might. But at least you can, like, I don't know, chew through it. I guess no, you can that, chew that's through what, your No, that's why well. they put the thing. So you don't, like, bite your, like... See, they do it. Okay. so No, yeah, uh, they know. put something in your mouth, like a bunch of, like... So just uh, put... Yeah. Why would you put a pencil, though? I, I, it seems really dangerous. It was here? It, maybe, not, maybe, not for a, maybe not for a stroke or whatever you said, but, like... It's see, a seizure. Seizure. No, it might be a seizure. <laughs> you want to do that for a stroke? I know. That's why I said, oh, no. Maybe okay, anyway, so what else have you watched? <laughs> yeah. So Not much. We, just uh, that little bit of Buster Scruggs. I've been very busy. Me too. I moved my mom out of my basement into it, a condo. Is that a good thing? It's a very good thing. It's an very good thing. Like, it's a golf club. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so. And very mm, is your, is your so mother's much. name Anne? No. Yeah. You were like, it's an very good thing. I know. It's because my grammar is poor. Uh, so I didn't really see much, but Buster Scruggs, it's been enjoyable. I don't, uh, it's like lesser Coen Brothers stuff, I think, in my opinion. But, uh, the Prospector one I really enjoyed with Tom Waits. That was pretty good. I also really like Tom Waits. It's nice and simple. I thought the one with the, uh, the traveling storyteller with Liam Neeson was really interesting, too. That one was kind of... 
disturbing. Yes, yeah. it, it was the most disturbing of them all. Like they all kind of had a bit of a you know, Coen Brothers vibe to that one, mm. to them. But that one was just you know disturbing. It was dark. Uh, I think my favorite Liam Neeson performance in a long time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Has he done anything with the Coens? I don't think before. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I watched a lot, but I'll just stick to some. Um, I watched the new Fantastic Beasts, oh. The Crimes of Grindelwald, and I really liked it. No spoils. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, a lot of people are complaining about it. Uh, I, I understand why. It, it's kind of just a lot of... You, you have to understand the world, and at a certain... It, there's a point in the movie... You're definitely either going to be with it or you're going to get lost. But I, I was with it for the whole... It was about halfway through. <laughs> it's a good movie, and I, I think I, I recommend it. I, I like Johnny Depp? He's fine. He's not in it as much as you'd think. Okay. But I thought the first one was okay, and I like this one a lot more. How's Dumbledore? I like him. Jude Law's pretty double-ish. <laughs> he's, pr- he's really dashing as Dumbledore. Does he try to do an impersonation? I don't think so. No, it's, he, is he, he's, he's just playing it. He seems pretty natural, <coughs> except he seems a little more hip. Especially his style, like his fashion style. Mm-hmm. He wears like a nice gray suit. So he wore like a bathrobe in the... Or bedrobe. Yeah, yeah, Wait, that, no. that's what I'm... Yeah. Because in the later ones, he's just wearing... He's wearing all kinds of weird robes. <laughs> anyway, that's just that's one. I also watched Fargo. Eee. I watched a lot of Coens lately. One of them we'll get to later. But I really enjoyed Fargo. And I First think, time? Yes. And I think the more I watch it, the more I'll like it. Did you laugh? A little. I don't remember at what, but I think I did. When the girl was hiding in the shower and she runs the shower curtain and falls down the stairs? <laughs> No. No? Okay. I was more like, oh, she gonna, yep, oh, she fell. The accents are pretty good, too. Oh, do ya? I do, I do think so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, don't you know? I also watched um, Burn After Reading, another Coen's. It's okay. I liked it at the very end, but everything else was sort of really weird, except for Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt was great throughout. That kind of ties it into adaptation, you know? Wow him in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Except for he wowed in the beginning. Yeah. Who? Brad Pitt. Oh, in okay. the middle. And, yeah, he's really good, Brad Pitt. He's a, he's has a great dancing scene. Mm-hmm. Is it as good as the Oscar Isaac dancing scene in uh, Ex Machina? Probably better. Really? That's high oh. praise. <laughs> it's different about- dancing, though. Okay. He's more of doing an impression. He's more, he's more enthusiastic yes. than Oscar yes. Isaac. Oscar Isaac is pretty enthusiastic. No, no, no he's, he's got, he's cool, yes. but not enthusiastic. He's not, he's not so excited to be dancing. He's excited to be showing off his dance moves, which is very different. You're right. Or Brad Pitt is just really excited to be dancing. Thank you for this talk about dancing. No problem. Um, the last... I teach a seminar. Ah, okay. Uh, I'll just say two more. I watched Lost in Translation last night for the first time, and at first I 
it's, it, I don't know, it's growing on me the more I think about it. I, I really like the relationship between Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray. And it's a very plain story, very simple. I'm not even sure if there's really a plot. No, it's just their lives for a week mm-hmm. in Tokyo. Which is an interesting intersection with adaptation as well, the idea of, of narrative. And then the last one, I I, I want to get into this, is Willy Wonka, the original. That's not a kid's movie. I, I don't... Do you guys feel the same? I don't think... It, I think watching it more recently, it's less of a kid's movie. Like, watching it as a kid, it's like... Yeah. A, I think it's fine being a kid's movie. Why can't it be a kid's movie? Because it's, it'll scare it's, them. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's like why, Watership Why can't down. kids get scared? Yeah, but it's not a kid's movie. Like, it's been like, oh, Willy Wonka, they sing and dance and you get chocolates. No, he screams <laughs> at them in a tunnel while you see a chicken get its head cut off and he's screaming at them how they're all going to die. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. I mean, I loved it, but (laughs) if I were younger, I watched it, but I don't remember it, luckily. But if I. You suppressed it. I don't think so. You pushed it down inside. I don't think I ever got to the part where they were in the. like, deep into the factory. I always remember, oh, he's got the ticket. No, he didn't. Oh, he got it. No, he didn't. Then finally he found a coin and got the ticket. But it's Roald Dahl, and Roald Dahl's stories are, are always kind of creepy and adult. What other things has Africa? The BFG. Um, the Witches was Roald Dahl as well. Um, what do you think of the Willy Wonka movie? I think it's really fun. It's bizarre. It's very strange. I think Gene Wilder is pretty fantastic. Yes. The Oompa Loompas are creepy. The songs are 50-50, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But when you step into that factory for the first time and he's singing, it's so good. I like when he's walking out and he does the fall and the roll. That's great. It starts getting really... Cane sticks up on the ground. Everything with him is great, though. I have no complaints with him. That's all I watched. Okay. Her. Want to talk about her? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so her is written by and and Hoffman, maybe. maybe. Oh my. Anderson and I are having a conversation about who directed and wrote which films, and we got really confused. So Spike Jones wrote and directed her. No Kaufman, which might be one of the reasons why it's more accessible and uh, yeah. straightforward. For a Spike Jones movie, because he, he's often working with Andy Kaufman, not Andy Kaufman, um, Charlie, Charlie Kaufman. Was Spike Jones in adaptation at all? I can't answer that question. What does Spike Jones look like? I can try to find him. Even he looks pretty average, I think. I think they both look pretty normal. Yeah, Spike her. Jones looks pretty normal. I, I, I think I, I, I loved her. Um, oh, okay. Who Hunter? Who? The movie. He looks her. a little bit like Wes Anderson. He does kind of. A little if he bit. had like longer, creepier hair, and more uh, oh. like Ouch. children's suits. <laughs> yeah, her. I, I loved it. I think it's the. I think it's the fa- my favorite that we've watched so far this year. Yeah, for the film. Yeah, well, it was really great. What do you mean? For like film. I'm, 
Mm-hmm. Movies that we watch for filming, because yeah, I've also watched I... 2001 this year, so it would beat up that. So for our club? As, yeah. For the club, it's my favorite that we watch. Yeah, but why do you have movie. to specify? Because some people might think I'm talking about movies that I've seen all year round, all 2018. Mm-hmm. In theater. Yeah, okay. So he's not comparing it against Overlord or comparing it to Overlord. He's comparing it to the other movies that we've watched. Yeah, that's what I like thought. Like Halloween. Yes. And you liked it more than Halloween. Yeah, I loved it. Okay. I didn't give Halloween a five like you did. Okay. What do you imply? Oh, that means that you're gonna what, give what do you imply? her a five. No, you just spilled your beans all oh. over the place. My beans are everywhere. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. No. <laughs> so Hunter has a problem and he always says oh no and then he <laughs> catches himself say it. saying it and he gets real mad and disappointed as do we all I you like just it. laugh it at me, me laugh. Yeah. oh no oy vey <laughs> you've been saying oy the vey emphasis that he puts on the no is, is <laughs> he holds on to the end a little bit no so uh I also like her quite a bit it's a fantastic looking movie. Mm-hmm. The it's not like a Wes Anderson though, where like his movies look really nice or other movies look really nice. Who's the Who's the guy who did uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Denis Villeneuve. No, the uh, oh Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins. Mm-hmm. Like his movies, the visuals really stand out as being beautiful. Where the, these they're more subdued, but they still mm-hmm. really look fantastic. It, it's a fairly lush movie. Wes Anderson movies, I think, look interesting, but in almost like a homemade kind of way. They always... Yeah. No? Nice. No, kind of, yeah. I see, I see what you're yeah. getting at. I just... I don't know if I... Like, they, they look like dollhouses. Yeah. His sets look like not real places that you would go. They look like fantasy places, um, but handcrafted. Uh, this looked lush and clean simple and I like that and it's a it's a different look for a Jones movie because I think usually Spike Jones's movies are um, a peculiar well they're they're dirty they're a little unclean yeah, but that applies to the future aspect of it mm-hmm. like the clean world type future which I liked I like the inclusion of the little bits of technology that they have mm-hmm. Like the, um, the, the gaming that he plays. Oh yeah, with that weird little snow baby. Mm-hmm. Snow, <laughs> what? Snow baby. Is that what, is that what it's called? Where are you guys going? I'm just going to close this window. It's just glaring in my eyes. The okay. obscenity spewing little snow baby that he finds in that little snow cave. Oh. That was a snow cave. I thought it was, I thought it was an alien planet. But. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a cave to me. Anyways, okay. that that guy. Yeah, and then, like, the thing where there's the... He works at the company where they write uh, letters for people. That's something I could see becoming a real thing. And, like, if it, if it came yeah, out, like, tonight is. that I heard about this company, I think, it yeah, probably that's is a real thing. Yeah. It's, it's a realistic future. I mean, we already have people to write cards. So it's now a, they're just going to be personal. It's a realistic future, but it's still odd. Yeah. And seems alien to us. <clears throat> Uh, Everyone, I think, is great. And yeah, performance wise. No. No, like Chris Pratt. I don't think it's great. I said performances, everyone. Oh, I thought you said, think it's great. I I do think it's great. 
Uh, like Sorry. Ev- I think everyone does a fantastic job. I agree with that part. Joaquin Phoenix is pretty good. Scarlett Johansson, even like I think she's beautiful, but I think her acting skill set is limited. Yes. But just in voice acting, I I feel like it is very effective. Uh, everyone else is really good, like Rooney Mara, uh, mm-hmm. Chris Pratt. Rooney Mara plays a very unlikable character very well. Yes. Who does she play? She plays the his uh, ex-wife. ex-wife. Um, oh, yeah. Future, so. She's only in one scene, right? No, she's in a, no? She's in flashbacks, yeah. and then when he meets her. He meets her twice, I think. Okay. And then Amy Adams is also really great. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting she's in that. I liked how it ended. Hmm. I kind of guessed what With the sim- AI's all... With... Like so, like he, the movie he was trying to get over his divorce, and eventually through this AI, it's like a buffering phase where it's like he has to go through her to get through the divorce, and then once he's rid of both of them, he can move on with his life, and maybe with a- Amy Adams, it, it could be a great friendship or it could be something romantic. You don't really know. I didn't see romance there. I guess you're left with that possibility. Like I saw it as that. As romance? Yeah, I, I, I kind of guessed what it was going to be like. This experiences with the operating system would allow him to go back out into the world because it would teach him how why he loves the world or something like that. So I kind of guessed it would go in that direction. So simple story, but it's the characters that drive it, I guess, and the performances. You're just staring at me blankly. I'm, I'm just listening. I was done, Mike. You were very... Okay. Silky smooth voice. No, I don't. I was looking at your voice. <laughs> Studying it with my eyes. Uh, so do you think it's a metaphor for breakups and rebounds and healing? A little bit. Maybe healing, I don't know about breakup. Big C, he broke up yeah. with Rooney Mara, right? And he has this well, rebound relationship. Rebound, maybe, yeah. But this relationship that he knows isn't going to work but he pursues it anyways I think it's more romantic than just rebound okay because they, they go for months and months mm-hmm. but they're incompatible yeah they make it work though I guess for a while yeah is it a comment on technology that's what I thought it was going to be I don't think so though because I think it kind of views technology in a positive light like Technology's good, but not too much of it. Like, when they leave, like, it helps everyone out. Once they leave, everyone becomes a better person through it. And it's not suggesting something about our reliance on technology? That we're looking for things in our technology? Yeah, maybe we yeah should. That's, that's there. Yeah, I think. It's, it's, it's been a couple weeks since we've watched it, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of struggling to remember everything. I like the scene where he finds out that she's been, like, is that where he's on the stairs? Mm. Yeah. Okay. That really that bugged me. Why? Because... Wh- why he said Wouldn't down? somebody just tell him to move? But they're all no, in their fine. little worlds. They don't notice him. Yeah, but like, he, it's a pretty narrow stairwell. <laughs> and he doesn't get stepped on. Nobody kicks him in the face or shoves him down the stairs. It's a nicer future than that. Okay. And I liked how everyone was like... They didn't pay... Like, he even looked around, and he saw, oh, no one even paying attention I mean, to me. Everybody They're all in their little worlds with their AI. Everybody else had the... Was it the thing that tipped him off that she was 
with other men. Yeah. Everybody else had the little cameras in their front mm-hmm. pockets. Well, that I like t- think so. That like tipped them off that like there might have been something going on. But she wasn't cheating on him. I don't think with other people was she? Yeah. Was other? Yeah, I think it was with other. I know. I think it was other OSs. No, I thought it was people. I, th- I thought it was people too. I thought it was pretty clear that she was and with other people who felt like the same way like him. I thought it was she was with the and OSs, and then the OSs are in love, and they decide to go off. I guess. Or, or the to teach talk to the one philosopher guy, mm-hmm. and then they leave from that. It's but that wouldn't have been as impactful for him though. If well, if she went out with AIs compared to real other people, well, well does it matter? He saw her as a as real, and she saw him. Yeah, as but him. he thought that she was his and yeah. not any other. Person. Even if she, well, the AI or anyone a, else's. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like you're dating a girl. Or a guy, and then that person goes off and has a fling with somebody who is maybe of the same gender as them. What did you think, and Thomas? So I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that it's, it's like they're cheating on you, but with somebody different than you. Mm-hmm. So she's cheating on him with... It, it's almost like she's having a, a homosexual relationship with other artificial intelligences. She's not cheating on him with another person. I only thought that because like she was designed to be for the a or for real people and she, I thought other people would get the same software and when she said I don't know what is she in love with like 300 400 something I think it was like 600 600 people, people. it was like or no didn't she say it like started out with like that 600 people and then went to like um like a million people or something I think she said like she's with how many people and then she said right she's now. with 600 yeah, people no, she's like, she's like right talking to that many people at yeah. that moment yeah, okay. And then she said she loves 600 yeah. of them. I thought it was just the other OSs. I see how it can be taken the other way. I just thought everyone had their own personalized little voice. Mm-hmm. Like, they all sounded the same. Like, the guy one would sound the same. The girl one would sound the same. But the OSs could all talk to each other, and then, like, they fell in love with each other. Is that how you saw it? Like, mm-hmm. I saw it as I've the never OSs. even thought of that way. And <laughs> I thought that that was the progression of... Like her arc for her going away with them too that it wasn't that she's attached to the humans I'd have to go back and watch it again I I I want to go to to locate it it makes sense your way too but I just never thought of that and the same I never thought that she was with other people that's weird though what about you Thomas we haven't gotten your thought about Um, that scene of Talking to people. Is she talking in that scene, like about being in love with AI or? or I people? thought I, I thought she was talking about like other like men. Or I guess other like other humans, humans, other, other mm-hmm. people. That's what I thought, and that and then that's why he was like he, like, he was all like crushed. And didn't he like? Didn't he like stop talking to her? Or did she? Who, she was, was with. She the, took a break. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She said that she got angry with him. She said that she didn't like who she was. Right then, she needed a break. The scene in the sterile was the close was the strongest emotional reaction for me. I think. Well, it's not sterile, just staircase. It doesn't necessarily. Sorry, I'm just gonna go back. It doesn't necessarily need to be one or the other. It could be. Certain, both. Like it could be both. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. sorry, you were saying the stairwell? Because I, I think I, I I don't know if I'm a person. I think I talked about this at the last podcast, but I. I'll get really worked up by movies, but I don't cry to them anymore. Like, I feel like I cry, but I just don't. And Do you I get the ex- lip quiver? 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or if you like in my eyes, like water up, but I don't actually cry. Do I you had... fight it back? No. No? It just never comes? Do you do you wish you could cry? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it wants to help you <laughs> no. to cry? No. I, maybe I just don't have emotions anymore. <laughs> I don't know. But this one made you feel things in yeah. your eyes? Yeah. It was really powerful, I thought. And I liked all the characters, and I wanted the best for them. It's an uncomfortable movie in that it resolves in the way that it should resolve, but it's very sad. I think bittersweet more, because there's a brighter future for them. Maybe. We don't know for him. I think so. Oh, that's the way I saw it, I guess. Yeah, I thought he's sort of moved on from that phase of his life, and from both the AI and his ex-wife. He can go back to being a complete person again. You mentioned your... The most emotional scene for you. Uh, the most emotional and probably my favorite scene in the movie is when he's on the little retreat. Well, when they are on the little retreat, they're in the cabin. Okay. It's cabin. Kind of, mm-hmm. When? Um, when she's talking like to the other like, philosopher. Oh, well, the night yeah. before. They're having a cabin? good time. He's yeah. dancing and he's like, he has dinner and is he's drinking he's some like, wine and is stuff. Is that when he's like closing his eyes and walking around? The no, that was there. on their first date. I didn't even realize they went on a cabin. I thought that was his house all the whole time. <laughs> no, because he goes outside and it's all yeah, snowy. And he had like the huge park on. Yeah. And then uh, he gets up the next day and I don't think she's there right away. No. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's concerned. And then she comes back and then where she mentions that the other operating systems. And this is where I, I, I just assumed that she was talking to other operating systems. Like she's like, me and some other operating systems yeah. decided that we were going to kind of like reconfigure this philosopher. Um, so I just assumed that all of her extracurricular uh, conversations were with other systems. And the concept of, of them resurrecting a philosopher I thought was ingenious. That you could just input all of their work and have this kind of idealized version of somebody from the past and so I, I just think that's a, a super neat idea that you could take the complete works of William Shakespeare plug it in and the output would be Shakespeare yeah sounds really fantastic you could it, do it with the Bible and you could have Jesus well it works well I think that works both ways well many different ways where you could See that as something scary, but like, I didn't find anything really that scary. And like any ideas of like the operating systems being scary, just kind of like bittersweet. And like I said before, the whole movie is with all the relationships and the technology. I think it's more, I think I maybe saw it more hopeful than you guys did. Well, I don't I don't see him like them resurrecting this philosopher as being creepy or, or scary. I don't think no. he's presenting it in no. in that way. What the emotional connection that I had with the movie was he had this really nice night and then the next day things turn and mm-hmm. you can tell that they're drifting apart in yeah. a way that um, they can't really hold it back. It was, yeah, watching that was pretty emotionally taxing. Um, I think I have an answer to whether she's who she's talking to because okay. the dialogue says um well he says do you talk to someone else while we're talking she says yes and he asks are you talking with someone else right now people os whatever and then she just says yeah so it okay. could be both so it's both of us okay. yeah well that's you know, that was really powerful because 
Sorry. You're you're in all their you're in his headspace and like along with him you kind of feel betrayed there because like you thought that they had a special thing there but then it's kind of all ripped away at once. It's a testament to the filmmaking that they could elicit this sort of emotional response from somebody so dead inside Mm -hmm. uh, about a relationship. (laughs) I didn't even realize (laughs) that that was an insult at first. Okay, Uh, but about a relationship that is effectively unreal. Yeah. Is it a real? Do you think it's a real relationship then, or no? It is, and it's not. Sorry. Well, if you have to choose one. It's a real relationship. Okay. But it's a, it's a real relationship with something that is not real. What real. real but not tangible. Or or to show to show us basically we're, we're getting a one sided relationship mm-hmm. for the most part. Well, and, she's and designed for, us. for him. And we get um, we get wrapped up in it. It's it's fantasy. It's like speculative. What did you think about the scene where he uh, sets her up? When he brings her home and he unboxes her <laughs> in the whole setup process? Oh, with the robot voice talking to yeah. him? I thought that was pretty funny. And the number of steps that it takes for him yeah. to get it going? And how it cuts him, just cuts him off after a couple words. Yeah. That's all you need to know if, you, yeah. if, you're, a, if you're a female voiced program to, to be compatible with a, a male user well it kind of just gave him like a little bit of stuff and then instantly i think that stuff was just fluff as it was getting like booted up and then as soon as it starts it read through everything he had mm-hmm. and then so then it could base it off that i think i was wondering if we saw a woman setting up her operating system if the question period would have gone longer i don't think so i think so okay i think it would have been yeah. like a six hour conversation Okay. But then again, they could have just done the same thing. Yeah. I see it both ways. I just thought it'd be a funny little beat. <laughs> we don't see Amy Where you Adams. see Amy Adams setting up hers, right? And she's like, I took forever. Mine took 34 hours. Mine <laughs> took five seconds. Uh, interesting costume choices. They don't change a lot. It's not really super fancy. It's not everybody's wearing... Um, it's hipsters. Future hipsters. Warm. Yeah. Warm colors. All warm colors. Um, they just kind of like raised the waists in the guy's pants like three inches or something. I, I didn't fully notice that. I kind of noticed it a little bit, but I heard that there's a guy in the back who had it like up past his belly button. It looked. Yeah. So I didn't even see that Joaquin guy. Phoenix. Like like his is like. I didn't notice really it was high. that high. Yeah. Okay. Just a, a, an interesting detail. So instead of putting people in tinfoil or something, they just sort of make little alterations. They all, all the men have facial hair too. Just to... hmm? Besides Amy Adams' husband, I think. Um, I'm happy how this movie didn't like. It could have easily been, oh, the AI. We want to now take over. We want to build our own civilization. And instead, it's just like, oh, well, we're done with that. We kind of just want to do our own thing. Mm-hmm. We don't want to. We're, we're gonna be off now. They're not Skynet. They're not Skynet. Where do you think they go? Into just in the system. Just into this cloud, in, yeah. Into Skynet. <laughs> Terminator prequel. Yeah, yeah, that, that's how it... Wait, wait, what? What Was this set in a certain year? I don't think it, I don't think it says or even matters. 
Oh, I don't mean to. Oh, I just kind of destroyed your what you were gonna say there. Oops. What? I said it doesn't matter when it takes place. Oh. It also doesn't like say what city. Like it's a mix of, like, L.A. and maybe like some, like, foreign type of city. Seems like like sh- Shanghai or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anything else about it? Yeah, we do have two other ones. Okay. Yeah, let's do stars. Uh, I think I'm four and a half. I already said. Well, I already let it slip as five. Um, four. I'm. I don't know if I'm a four. Four point two five. I'll go four point two five. Uh, three and a half. Really? That one. I've I've watched it once before and it was lower, so it's it's gone up. Favorite okay. scenes? I think we kinda yeah. said ours. Mm-hmm. So you two? I I agree with the stair scene. Stair scene. Mm-hmm. Ooh, brother. After Thomas says <laughs> sorry, yeah. Thomas. I'm just trying to think. I don't know. I thought the setting up scene was pretty good as well, I guess. Weird to see Chris Pratt. Oh, you know what? Actually, Chris Chris Pratt. That was the the scenes with him. I I think those were my favorite scenes. Weird to see him like Chris not MCU. Fat with the P. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just joking. He's he's a good guy, I believe. Yeah. He just uh-huh. seems so nice. <clears throat> He's like, oh man, can I just give you a hug? <laughs> uh, hers, uh, oh, did you want to do your favorite scene? I'm sorry. Uh, the well, one other thing, I really liked how when the friends went out, Chris Pratt and his girlfriend and the other two. Or like, even when he said it was just completely normal. Yeah, like right away he's like, oh yeah, cool, so where do you want to go? Like uh-huh. he didn't, they didn't care at all. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, according to the Tomometer. 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 For the other two movies, do you want to guess? Other than you. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, uh, can you guess now. Okay, you want to guess what her is at? Yeah. Did okay. you see it? Yeah, I saw it. That's right. I'm gonna guess ninety-three. I'm gonna say ninety-five. Whoa. It's ninety-four. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> uh, the consensus is sweet, soulful, and smart. Spike Jones's her. Uses it's just barely sci-fi scenario to impart wryly funny wisdom about the state of modern human relationships. And if we go over to uh, movieguide.org, because it's the Mm run-on. Okay. (laughs) Well, I could do the in brief, or I could do the the content. The content is the the run-on. What do you normally do? I usually do the content. Let's do the content. Strong humanist worldview with some moral elements, Human. including man is finally able to apologize to his ex-wife and relate to relate to people better. At least sixty obscenities and profanities, including many f words. No violence. Strong sexual content includes crude phone sex scene involving, at the end of a sadomasochistic twist from the phone sex woman, oh, yeah. which repulses the man and graphic discussion of another phone sex scene between man and his artificially intelligent computer operating system's female voice. Woman offers to surrogate for man and the operating system, but the bedroom scene doesn't work out, and other minor minor sexual references. 
upper male nudity, and woman in bra and underwear in a bedroom scene. Alcohol use and drunkenness, no smoking or drugs, and man has desires for his computer's sultry female voice. <laughs> People are disconnected from one another due to technology, and man denies he has psychological <laughs> problems or flaws. Or Sorry, he just made <laughs> Did you hear my comment there? What? I said, you did said, you write this when no. he said sultry voice? Oh, no, no. Uh... People are disconnected from one another due to technology. A man denies that he has psychological problems or flaws or anything to do with his failed marriage, but later sends ex-wife a letter of apology and begins to have a potentially better relationship with a real human woman. What? What? It, why would you show your eight-year-old this? That's my question. Yeah. But Wait, why would you need to write this for your kids to be able to watch? Oh, my, my, my ten-year-old can't watch. My six-year-old wants to watch her. Uh, it is a four-star quality, but it is uh, a negative two in oh. content. What's Extreme the, caution. What was it they said like the violent be- stuff about being like negative two also? What was the beginning? It said something really it, yeah, weird. It, it was a uh, man is able to <laughs> apologize. Man is man has divorced <laughs> with wife or. Has to apologize. No, they have a dinner or something with the wife. Man, ha- man speaks to his divorce. Wife yeah, or something like yeah. That. It was it's just, like, why is well, so what's wrong bad? with that? Um, strong humanist worldview uh, with some moral elements, including man is finally able to apologize to his ex-wife. I, don't, that, that I think that's supposed to be positive. Okay. Well, why are they putting it? Well, in it's like a humanist yeah. worldview is a moral right. worldview. Well, the, the so way it's that it's got strong morality. Well, the, what we're oh. used to it's always being super negative, so I'm just yeah. used to that. Yeah. So I was just really confused. So normally when it's negative, it's like pagan worldview. Okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, brother. Where art thou? So we forgot to do this for her, but um, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou is a movie directed by uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen, who is uncredited because I think up until just recently, you couldn't have two directors well, it, on a film. Oh, really? They won the Oscar together for directing A No Country, so it's been at least 10 years. Okay. Um, did they? They both did? They did. Yeah. Uh, but for a long time, the it was something the, uh, the director's um, union wouldn't allow that to happen they've got some weird rules so it was always Joel who was the director and Ethan uh, as one of the writers they probably got angry after the uh, adaptation thing yeah Uh, short little description Uh, in the deep south during the 1930s three escaped convicts search for hidden treasure while a relentless lawman pursues them the devil I haven't watched this movie in like a year and a half so, because uh, I wasn't there, I was doing homework when you guys watched it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I might need a couple of refreshers on it. Uh, George Clooney's in it. I remember. I remember the main cast and okay. some like the music and stuff and some some of the wacky characters that they meet. Don't seek the treasure. Do not. Is that what seek John Turturro said treasure. when they passed him on the side of the room? No, when they were in the theater. Yeah. Oh wait. How do they free John Turturro again? They wake him up in the middle of the night and just oh, break okay. chains. We thought you was a dog. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I remember being I, a lot I of really fun, like and I like the music a lot. It's kind of manic. Not as manic as other Coen Brothers, I don't think. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I'm I'm There's used to uh, the, the 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 bowling one. Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski, because that's the first one I saw by them. So I'm used to that level of weirdness and crazy. I find this one more manic. I think like more more excited, more like. Oh, I more excited. The first one I saw, mm-hmm. I saw it like a long time ago. Like it was maybe like grade three when I saw this. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. That's, that's all I have to say. Oh, all right. Thank you. Uh, I did not see it when I was in grade three. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's it's funny. It's cute. Um, I like I like how it looks. The sepia tones. It's fairly dirty. I think George Clooney is pretty fantastic. Isn't this is isn't this the first movie to integrate color correction? Is it? I think it was. I could not tell you. I can try to look and find it. Uh, John Goodman's fantastic <laughs> as the Cyclops. The so- oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's all about money. <laughs> oh Johnny. <laughs> my, my leg's shaking and I need to control it. No, I'm gonna Hunter, say something. What do you like? I, I don't know. I said it. I'm going to just sit out a bit. Oh, yeah. What, what am I asking you? Thomas, what do you like? Uh, I liked the whole thing. I think it gets better every time I watch it. The first time I saw it, I wasn't a real big fan of it, but I think as my appreciation of film grows, I like it more. It's kind of like the Royal Tenenbaums. The first time I saw it, I wasn't crazy about it, but I think I'm liking it more and more. Yeah, it's really good. I'm sorry, I just saw a weird picture on Instagram. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember really liking Tim Blake Nelson, a guy who I always forget the name of, but I know I, that's guy in movies. Yes. I, I liked him a lot. It's nice to see him in a movie. He was also in Colossal. <laughs> uh, which it's is nice great. to know he's alive. <laughs> no, it's just nice to see him. He's in. Uh, he's Buster Scruggs. He is Buster Scruggs. He's really him. good as Buster Scruggs. Buster Scruggs. I don't know. <laughs> is this like Buster Rhymes? What? Is this character like Buster Rhymes? No. What? <laughs> so this is the first time that the uh, film was treated in this way. Uh, the whole film was graded uh, digitally on a computer. The negative was scanned in with a something to hear resolution machine and then colors were digitally fine-tuned the process took several weeks the resulting digital master was output on film again with a kodak laser recorder to create the master print it was the first time this had been done in hollywood but not mm. the first time that it was done in the world the world that's still, that's still pretty cool though it is uh and uh for the coen brothers to have that kind of Clout to be able to uh, to do that. something like that, something that might be considered unnecessary. Uh, also, a neat thing: it's um, it's a take on Homer's Odyssey, mm-hmm. and Homer's given a uh, a writing credit. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know if I see it fully. Okay, maybe I, I don't really remember the, the story sirens. Yeah, yeah, cyclops. and uh, and the the cyclops and. Uh, but uh, the Coen brothers, uh, they say that they've never actually read the Odyssey. It's just stuff they've picked up just by cultural osmosis. They just got to be people who just, yeah, you know, we just did this and that. And they don't, like, act as if they're like, oh, we're the smartest people around. We're intelligent. They just, do you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. They're not um, ignorant, I guess, in that fact. Yeah. Self-indulgent. Which I really enjoy. They could just make good movies and keep on making them. <laughs> Except for Hail Caesar, that one's really bad. <laughs> that one is really bad. I saw that in theaters. I was. Oh, I'm so I sorry was, for I you and your wallet. It was kind of <laughs> underwhelming. I wish that they would do some more emotionally resonant. Resign. 
Resonant. I don't resonant. Emotionally resonant stuff. Resonating? Sure. Things that make my feels move around. Uh, I like their humor, and it's quirky, and it's weird, and it's uncomfortable. Um, You want another? I want another. Yeah. I haven't seen No no Country, so I don't know. I'm used to the Big Lebowski town. It's amazing. No Country? Should we watch it this year? Would you watch it again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd I've, like to see it. I've heard it's pretty good. I oh, so it's it. better than pretty good. It's his favorite movie, right? It's your favorite movie? One of them? It's hard to say, but it's definitely one of them. It's incredible. Yeah, it's not my favorite of theirs, but it's like probably their best made movie. And it's it's very different. It has humor in it, uh, but the humor is very subtle. It does? It's little things. Uh, yeah, it's not... This is the most different film they made that I can think of. Intolerable Cruelty is pretty different as well. Uh, It's like them doing a Hollywood romance. Um, What were we saying? About, um, what did we just watch? Oh, Brother. Brother. I couldn't remember. (laughs) I was like, no, no what? No No Brother. (laughs) No Brother. Uh, I remember, sorry, wait, you were going, sorry. You can say. No. I okay, was I just can ask right. <laughs> what uh, we're talking about. I remember about. having trouble with the pacing. I thought it could have ended. Same. And then and ended earlier than it did. That's but then the, then they go out and they have the, like, they go to the house to get the rings or whatever. There's so many endings. And then they, they just get saved by a flood. Was that set up mm-hmm. in the movie? Yeah, it was. It was? Okay. Yeah, they said because that the, that valley was going to be flooded within four days. Something. Okay. Within three days. I okay, yeah, yeah. Three days. I, don't, I just don't remember that. Then. I, I I really liked how they showed the cow at the end. Oh, was that cow on the roof? Mm-hmm. On the roof. I was waiting for it the whole time. I was like, "There's gonna be a cow on a roof, and I want." Roof of a. Do we? Have, oh, we were talking after we saw the movie. You weren't there, Hunter, about evil and who's the devil. Mm-hmm. In the movie? Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't even think about it during the movie, but I, I want to hear why, why, what people why, think. Why does someone have to be the devil? No, because they set it up. They do? Or who the, could be the devil? The guy with the... With the guy with the... The sheriff, or the the sheriff guy with the, co- with the dog. I don't remember. And him. the sunglasses. Okay, yeah, the yeah, flames yeah. on him at one point. Wait, so out of the main three, who's the devil? No, no. not the character. It's just like in general. In the movie. You can... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. The guy with the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's him down. Yeah, he's, he's not the really devil. Me. Okay. Because when they pick up uh, Tommy at the crossroads. He says he made a deal with the devil. Yeah, and, and he's like, and then they ask him what he looks like, and then blah, blah, blah. And then Everett's like, he's red tail and a hay fork. And then he says, no, no, he was as white as you, and he came around a mean old pooch. Oh, okay. I don't <laughs> remember that. What, you were saying stuff about after the movie about it. It was you and Thomas talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't we remember what about. I said. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Someone thought it could have been an animal. Maybe it was... What? Someone. The devil it. was an animal? Maybe it was Emily or Rachel. Someone brought something up about the devil. Or Brody, maybe. Brody brought up that it could have been like... um. An animal of some sort, and we were all talking. Never mind. This point's going nowhere. I, <laughs> I have I, no idea what you're talking about. I thought about. you would have remembered. I don't. 
Uh, I did find a, an interesting thing where Joel Cohen says that this was their attempt at a Three Stooges movie. Oh. But, look, I don't know if, I don't remember mm. being that Three Stooges-y. Well, they're, they don't beat each other up, but the, yeah. they're constantly on the run, and it's like it's very episodic. At one point, they do. Mm, yeah, I think I think when they're run after the train, that's kind of Three Stooges-y. So I remember I watched a lot of Three Stooges when I was younger, and I don't, I can't think Three Stooges. I don't, I just don't correlate them together. I could see it. Do not seek the treasure. Uh, I have nothing to say. I didn't see most of it when I was going. I was elsewhere. Um, Scenes and stars. I like the. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the grave digging scene. I don't even remember I like that the, scene. Uh, I like the uh, the singers. Yeah, grave digging. Like the, the grave. Well, at the end, when they're going to be hung and then thrown in the the grave, and they're the grave diggers that have dug their places oh. and they're singing their. I thought you meant the characters were digging. Well, there were three characters that were digging. The graves. Uh, you know, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go next, uh, even though it's not in order. Um, it's okay. I think you, did my, the, you did the same thing with her. Yeah, whatever. Um, I think my favorite uh, scenes are the ones where they do the sing-song over, like, over the radio and stuff. I like that and aspect. And also uh, the, the rally, the uh, KKK, KKK rally, oh, yeah. where were the... Cross falls. You like the KKK? No, I don't like them. I like seeing the cross fall on one of them. That's funny. Um, and, and, and also uh, when the bank robber leaves the movie and like he's done all the bank and he just walks off sad. I, I just kind of like that. And stars, uh, I don't really remember, so I'm not going to give it any stars. Man. What did you give it? Nothing. I think you should I gave both it give it something. <laughs> something. I will give it four stars. I'll give it like three and a half. There you go. At least you guys now have something concrete. You're welcome, Eddie. Um, I'll give it a four and a half. Because I, I, I really liked it. I, I loved Babyface Nelson. Was he, he the was, thief? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was pretty entertaining. Uh, I'd also give it a four. I, my problem is just like Hunter said, the ending. It just there's a lot of them, and it just keeps going. And I don't have a favorite scene. So do you want to read your uh, common do you, sense? Well, do you guys want to guess what its score is? Oh, I would love to. Uh, uh, to I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess an 84. I'm gonna guess an 81. Wow. I didn't wow. say. It. Is it 81? No, he okay, just said. Let me, let me I, say I haven't my, seen it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Let me say my. Um, I think it's gonna be a little lower. I'm gonna go like seventy nine. Okay, seventy seven. Okay, good. Because well, I'm actually pretty angry at that too. Because I say eighty four. Thomas goes right below me, so he gets everything <laughs> below he that. He said eighty one. Uh, so he's just for not choosing eighty one. Stop going first. <laughs> I'll go last then. I yeah. Uh, the critic consensus, uh, though not as good as Coen Brothers classics such as Blood Simple, uh, and the delightful Loopy, um, I'm sorry, not as good as Blood Simple, the delightfully Loopy, oh brother, where are those? Still a lot of fun. Um, Blood Simple is fairly dramatic. I haven't even I haven't seen it. Okay. And moving on to our last review. 
Did you read your common sense? Oh, I did not. Do you want to? You don't have to. What do kids say about it? The kids, they love it. (laughs) The kids love it. The kids love it. Bring your kids to watch Welcome back to Filling Dead Air Time, our show. (laughs) So, Hunter. uh, Yes, you like that water bottle, huh? You've been holding been, it for a while now. I've been drinking. I've been thirsty because I've been talking a lot. Yeah? So, t- Thomas, how's that dead body over there? You're a putty body. <laughs> I don't think anybody listening will understand what you mean. Didn't we talk about it earlier? Yeah. So, hit them, they might, or they're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. a little dent in them. I hope they're not enjoying it. I hope they. I hope, I hope they hate listen, and they're gonna hate listen to the rest of. Oh, that, okay. Now I get it. Okay, so uh, extreme caution for oh brother, where art thou? That what? seems a little uncalled for. Uh, okay, the content: Christian redemptive worldview with baptism scene, light salvation scenes, God answers cries for him from to him for mercy, help and forgiveness in the movie's climax and elsewhere, and strong gospel-oriented folksy music marred by a borderline irrelevant, irreverent tone, some immoral behavior and backsliding, including a man with humanist bl- disbelieving attitude in a couple of scenes, including the movie's climax, but man is rebuked by others for his humanist attitude. Plus, three women appear to have magical powers in one scene. The movie is lightly... <laughs> Based on Homer's Odyssey, wherein ship sails near female creatures whose singing lures ship onto the rocks. 48 mild obscenities, 15 strongly strong profanities, and 4 mild profanities. Strong violence in a couple of scenes, such as Babyface Nelson shoots a cow with machine gun, but no blood is shown. Speeding car hits cow, and large man uses a big tree branch to pluck <laughs> Large man uses a big tree branch. Watch out for them large men. <laughs> well, him being large, I'm not sure has anything to do with it. No. Uh, plus some general gunfire and legal authorities set fire to barn to smoke out escaped prisoners. Women in skipping outfits seduce men with song, which puts them to sleep, but no fornication apparently takes place. No nudity, but women in skimpy outfits, alcohol use, smoking, and miscellaneous <laughs> immorality done mostly for comic effects such as escapes from chain gang prison farm, stealing, bank robbery, car theft, betrayal, baptized men slide back into criminal behavior, but apparently go clean at the end and find fame and fortune. KKK lynching rallies shown, but then disrupted by heroes, political corruption, satanic villain. Man says he sold his soul to the devil, and a couple of minor villains use religion for evil ends, but they are clearly rebuked and defeated. What what does it mean my three women have magical powers? They said perceived to have, because they think they turn them into the toad. Oh, yeah, okay. Toad. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna run to the washroom really quickly. Before huh. we start adaptation? Well, I have to go. I've had to go for a little bit. So let's oh. talk about, because you've been drinking all that yeah. H2O. Um, just so everybody friend. knows before we talk about adaptation, um, exactly. adaptation is negative four. It's Ooh. abhorrent. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think we will pause our reporting while Hunter is gone. So this is me pressing pause. Okay. And Hunter is back we have from day. going to the washroom. How was your washroom break, Hunter? It was all right. One you know, two. It's nice. I've had to go for a while. Do you, you feel relieved? Yeah. Yeah? 
Yeah. One okay. or two? One. Okay. Do you whistle while you pee? No. no? Okay. <laughs> Do I, I, don't think I, I don't think I could have gone number two in that time unless I had a ghost poo. <laughs> What's a ghost poo? A ghost poo is when you poo. And but it disappears. No, no, but when you poo, the and then you go to wipe, but there's nothing there. Oh, what? Oh, okay. oh. That's <laughs> I, not what I thought it is was. Is that when you get, like, splashback? No, no <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's called a toilet kiss. Uh, what are you talking that's about? What, that's what it's called. What do you I just... like toilet kisses because then, like, when you have to wipe it, there's not so much We've there. talked about this before, yeah. and you're wrong. You, you know the, that's that, really wrong. You know that's the, disgusting. You know the bat, the water in there. I'm not saying that you don't. Obviously, you wipe. I thought a ghost well, poo was like, yeah, like, yeah, but you get up, and then it's just gone. There's nothing. There's, like, no crazy <laughs> of it. No. Anderson, you know that the... That the toilet seat before? itself isn't as disgusting as the backsplash. Okay, uh, no, 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 no. It's we're like, we're not leaving this behind. You said that he's had poos where he care, where he goes to flush and there's nothing there. Well, then you haven't. That means you didn't go. <laughs> what? Or do you or do you think that they fall into like a, a like an alternate dimension? Like a wormhole? They're just beside the toilet. <laughs> 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 you just missed a little bit. <laughs> Are the glasses gonna come off? <laughs> oh, uh oh. <laughs> what uh, Where did it go? <laughs> oh no. What would you call a wormhole <laughs> that goes from your bum hole? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh oh, they're off. We'll be going into the hallway soon. Oh, and here he goes. I just didn't imagine Thomas being like, oh, where'd it go? Was there a second ago? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, we did it. Good job, everybody. <laughs> okay. That well, was all staged. <laughs> so, adaptation. Did you pause it? Uh, no. What? <laughs> no, it's been going the entire time. Yes, I paused it. For when? When he started laughing? No, I paused it when he went tinkle. You didn't press play? When? <laughs> when you got back. Like now? Yeah, yeah, we're recording right no, now. No, when you got back. When you got back, I started recording. It looked we're like recording. you clicked something like 10 seconds ago and said, we're back. <laughs> no. What? I'm going to listen to this part. I'm okay. <laughs> Just this one part. So, oh, it's you're an clicking hour some... and 17 minutes in. Thank you. Okay. Um, adaptation. Uh, the plot synopsis is a lovelorn screenwriter becomes desperate as he tries and fails to adapt The Orchid Thief by Susan Orlean for the screen. Um, can you open the door? It's locked. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just thinking about Thomas going to the washroom. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out his pants but not sitting down to go. <laughs> he just goes in front. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? And then looking in the toilet. And not <laughs> yeah. What set you off? Was it me? <laughs> no, it was. It was his. It was his ghost poo. <laughs> I thought it was when I said he missed, and then I thought it was when Anderson said. Well, he had it under control for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys kept on adding to the fire. Okay. Right when you left, we just pretended like it was planned. Yeah. And now they're thinking, wow. Well, they're not talking about the movie. They're back the to talking adaptation. about <laughs> the thing about ghost boots. We got the plot synopsis out of the way. Okay. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman's adaptation? It was very weird. Mm-hmm. 
was very, it was much weirder than I thought, and much weirder than any of the movies I've seen. I don't by think then. it's weirder than being John Malkovich. I think though. this is way weirder than that. I I, I think that John Malkovich is weirder. I have yet to see it. I want to see it. I have it like out on our table. It's, I plan to see it maybe this weekend or something. It's uh different. I could understand like the blurring of reality and fiction, kind of. Well, I don't know if that was as prevalent. It's been like years since I've seen Being John Milkovich. But I, was, I remember understanding that one better. Not saying, I, not saying that I don't understand adaptation, but it's just I had a better grasp on it. And what was happening it was a bit more normal than this, I think. I don't think so at all. Like, there's no like fantasy elements really. In... Well, like the blending of reality and fiction was just really bizarre. Is it and because the way it's told also? Is it because the reality and fiction that are being blended are closer together, which makes it more probably conf- not confusing, harder to explain. Yeah, I guess. I don't. It's, it's harder to explain because it's easier to understand. I don't know. No. No. No, the other one's easier to understand. Huh? Yeah, because they lay out the rules in that one, whereas this one, it really gets muddled and just bizarre. And the way it's told and the fake brother and everything. It's just it's really The weird. brother in the movie was real, right? Mm-hmm. In the movie, In yes. the movie, he's But real, not in real life. Not in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Charlie Kaufman does not have a brother. But in the movie, he Let does. alone a twin brother. Mm-hmm. Named Donald. I like this movie a lot. Yes. I, I think the performances are are good. They're they're heartwarming, but they're also humorous. Um, they're real. I think that the writing and the acting shows uh, a fair bit of risk taking by a lot of people involved. Um, Nicholas Cage. Probably his best performance I've seen. Yeah. Mm. I haven't seen him in much serious stuff. Um, Meryl Streep, I think, is really good. I think Chris Cooper's pretty fantastic as well. Is he the... Who's the Orchid Thief? Thief? Yeah. And the the levels of reality, it's really neat in the, the crossing over between, like, like what is him writing the script and what is him creating the movie mm-hmm. is all really fascinating. Ed... Um, watching the movie, I thought it got better as it went on, and then afterwards, as I think about it, I've said this a few times with a few different movies, but I like it more now than I initially did. I like Nicolas Cage. He's really good in it, and I think it could be understated how good he is, playing both brothers, and you can tell by hearing him which one he's playing. (coughs) Mm-hmm. I don't know. What? I don't understand why Donald was just on the floor in the beginning. He hurt his back. Oh, that's what it was? Okay. I was really confused. I thought he just couldn't move around. And then he's, he's there for a lot of the yeah. the movie. A lot of the times that you see him, he's just lying down. I don't think he's always got a hurt back, though, because he like rolls over and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I liked his character. I liked the relationship a, little... a lot. He was a little irritating at first. I think. Well, then, so, I don't know. Okay, so sorry. You continue. I, I was just gonna say, the more you get to know him, the more you just see him as like just being Goofy. like an optimistic, yeah. good-natured person. And his like what comes across as him being 
a goof or him being an idiot uh, ends up having a little bit of weight that he he's more aware than maybe he's given credit for. Yeah. And he just lets it go in that that perspective that he gives at the end where um, with the girl that he talks. Yeah, I heard I heard them. But it was still my yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's his feelings for her. That's that's the important thing. It doesn't matter how she feels about him. It's how he feels. And I think that's really, really neat. And I've I've thought about that in terms of art and music before. I don't know how the the artist or the musician feels about. <clears throat> the composition that they've created but how I feel about it is what matters mm-hmm. and, but I never thought about it as like a part of human interaction yeah. that's really a, a neat way I was just surprised that they gave that he got the Oscar for it because the Donald character at least his script is making fun of Hollywood and at least that's how I saw it and he's just kind of being mean to all the other scripts and stuff Seeing how stupid they are and how they all follow the same formula. But that's also Hollywood's way of making themselves seem that they are not that. <laughs> By acknowledging yeah. him, they're saying, oh, you know, we, we acknowledge you too, Mr. Kaufman. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's just, they always seem really full of themselves. Mm-hmm. That just surprised me that he got it. Did, so, up so until what, the point that he, oh, sorry. So it was an Oscar winning movie. Yeah. Then, I don't know. I think it won, yeah. I think it won writer. Yeah, it won. Did it? Because it's. What? Um, Academy Award winner, Best Supporting Actor, Chris Cooper. I don't think it, it was nominated right. for Golden Globe. I thought it won. So it won Two something. Golden Globes for uh, Best Supporting Actress, Meryl Streep. Charlie Kaufman was nominated for a Golden Globe with Donald Kaufman. Okay, I thought that they, they were that they won an Oscar no. together. It says they are nominated though. Okay, I thought that they won. And then there's also supporting actress and actor, mm-hmm. and supporting actor won. I think there's four. I don't know what else. Chris Cooper was the supporting actor. Yeah. He won. Yeah. Chris Cooper, Meryl Streep. I think uh, Nick Cage was the best performance in the movie. But he'd be put in a different category, right? Yeah. So he might be the best performance in the movie, but there, there may be another better performances yeah. that people deemed better. Mm-hmm. Um, as like a the main star the oh, meandering of the story I think is really fun We you have no idea where the movie's going no. at any point in time and it's challenging at first because it feels like it's, it's not going anywhere well, Eddie pointed out that he, he liked it the more it went. And I think that's how you're supposed to. I think you're supposed to be frustrated with that character. And you're supposed to be frustrated with with the film in general. Positive. Hi. Hi. Oh, Hi, Josh. How are you doing? How are you? Well, how are you? I'm interrupting the podcast. That's okay. You. You're well. Would you like to join us? We're talking about adaptation. Sure. Are you a fan? Yeah. It's great. I haven't seen it in a while, though. Okay. Do you uh, know Josh? Yeah, I think I think yeah. you met. I think I met you last year during the podcast. <laughs> yes, I know Josh. I think you met me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you met me before. Uh, it's other hunter, except yeah. better <laughs> in a lot of ways. Well, wow! <laughs> How do you get the masks to stay? Uh, willpower. <laughs> there are masks around the room that are uh, positioned above shelving. It took a, a fair bit of effort. Now I, I hardly even have to think about it. 
can imagine because they used to fall all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when nice. oh, no, I I break my concentration. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were talking about the uh, the, cage, the uh, meanderingness the of the the plot, how we don't know where it's going. It ends up a little bit more conventional at the end, which is a little more satisfying, I think, for a lot of people. Well, I was gonna end. say how I I think I like it more knowing how it all, knowing that it's slow in the beginning and then it builds. Compared to just like okay, when are we gonna do something? I thought I thought the movie was just gonna be about the writing process and how kind of how Charlie Kaufman goes through writing a script mm-hmm. and how hard that is for him. But then it just got weirder and weirder and <laughs> yeah. mixed up the story with the orchid thief and them falling in love and the and his website and stuff and the drugs. I think if you have really great characters, it's not a huge deal if it meanders a bit because well, yeah. you can at least kind of like follow that character like. A movie like Days and Confused doesn't go anywhere, but you're just kind of following, hanging out with those characters. I enjoy those movies. I enjoy yeah. hanging out movies where there are just people. Uh, this movie, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, the the Orchid Thief's an interesting character. They're, they're all interesting characters, but they're not characters that you particularly like, I don't think. They're I like flawed. I like I Charlie, and, Co- and Charlie and Donald, but... Charlie and I, I, I almost said Charlie and Kaufman. <laughs> you did say Charlie and Kaufman. I, no, I said Charlie, Charlie and Kaufman. And. and then I changed it. Charlie and Kaufman. I think that's what makes them interesting, though. Mm-hmm. You can't have a boring, perfect protagonist. Well, you can, but it's not as interesting. Mm-hmm. Dead air. Did you talk about how at when he goes to the, um, the writing seminar, and uh, who's the writing guy played by? What's his name? Cox. Brian Cox, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like screaming at him. Yeah. Uh, d- how he's he's yelling about how you don't succumb to these cliches and then by the end of the movie he incorporates all of those. The mm-hmm. what, sex, drugs, and violence, and death. And mm-hmm. He ends up incorporating all of those, yet even though it's been pointed out to you, it's still satisfying, I think, because... Well, that's the, you wow them in the end. Yeah. You give them what they want. So they walk away satisfied. Uh, which is, is Charlie Kaufman selling out at that point? I think he's just kind of embracing it, showing that if you do it in a way where um, you're kind of, if the the audience isn't invested in the characters and everything, it's not such a big deal if it ends up following some of the cliches. It's kind of doing it in a a fun way, Mm -hmm. almost, where it's incorporating them. Like You kind of realize, like, oh, they're, they're doing a thing. (laughs) <laughs> is it acknowledging that you have to um, maybe meet Hollywood halfway? Yeah, sometimes. That you can get your ideas out there, but there are some, like some things, some hurdles, some hoops you have to jump through in order to do that. So you have to sell it a little bit. Possibly, but it might be worth it if you can get a certain message across. Mm-hmm. Compromise. Do you agree with, uh, what was Brian Cox's character's name? Robert McKee. Yeah, he's based on a real McKean? guy. McKee? McKee? McKean? McKee, yeah. I think it's McKean. Uh, do you agree with when he got upset with Charlie in that lecture about, uh, like Charlie says that he wants to tell more realistic stories where nothing happens, and then his response is, the world's full of things happening all the time. Well, I agree with the world hap- hap- having a whole having a whole bunch of happens, but 
it shouldn't you shouldn't have to do that in a movie in life a lot of stuff doesn't happen it can be really simple you shouldn't have to abide by that I think maybe what they meant was like or what he means in that scene is, is a bit like he uh, maybe when you're writing for film you to go for something more like cinematic but sometimes yeah. even if it's something like really simple like I don't know like clerks comes to mind because that's super low budget and it's just like these characters in this little shop it's, it's not like what you think of as cinematic but it's still like like a good watching experience because you're seeing it's like a different side of life. You're not seeing, you know, the craziness. The craziness. Sometimes it's nicer to see something a little more quiet and slow because there is stuff happening there. It's just maybe not all on the surface. Well, Clerks maybe isn't a great example, but the Florida Project. Yeah, something like that might be a good example. Princess High, I think, is a good example. Oh yeah. yeah. Where you're just spending time with characters. Um, there's not. Like there's going to be conflict. It's, but it's simple conflict. It's everyday conflict. Yeah, there, there's one film, a uh, French one. I don't, I forget the title. It's like four hours, and it's mostly just this lady cleaning her house, and you don't really see it, but it's kind of implied she's uh, returning favors for for money, and that's all the film is. It's about four hours, but you kind of do get something from it with just kind of following this lady's life. Very simple, huh. housewife sort of thing. We were talking earlier about Lost in Translation. That's sort of a movie mm -hmm. where they just meander, but it still has a point by the end of it. You get to know something. You get get kind of a takeaway from what the characters go through, yeah. rather than kind of a a story arc. Mm -hmm. Favorite scenes? Uh, come back to me on that. Okay. You're the I like the part where joke. I haven't seen it in, in at least a year and a half, maybe. There's a part where he's, um, he's like Charlie's like uh, trying to write, and he's like, "I'm gonna have a muffin after. What kind of muffin do I want? A banana muffin. That's a good muffin." <laughs> and just because it's like Nick Cage's voice. I also like when uh, there's a part where uh, Donald does this like dance. And it's so awkward. At the party. Yeah, it's yeah. so strange seeing Nicolas Cage do that. It's like a sex dance to you. Yeah, it's very odd. Because mm -hmm. you don't see him as like the crazy party guy. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the picture of that that you're talking about is actually on the back of the, the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his arms in the air and he's he like swinging his hips. Show him having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like <laughs> doing a little dance. <laughs> We were just passing the picture <laughs> around. I uh, like the scene where Meryl Streep is telling the story about the orchid thief uh, at her dinner party, and then she goes to the bathroom, and she looks at herself in the mirror, and all her mirth fades away. I don't remember that part. She so feels kind of guilty um, that she's kind of throwing this guy with all this she passion. She's kind of manipulating him a bit, right? Well, not there. She's making fun of him there in front okay. of her friends yeah. but I, have to see it again. I think it's around the time that she reveals that she she finds him compelling because he he's so passionate about something and she's not passionate about yeah. anything the way that he's passionate about a plant mm -hmm. and she she kind of feels that's Chris regret. Cooper's character uh -huh. yeah. yeah but I think he won the Oscar that year yeah he, he did. did yeah I, kind of one of those effortless roles you don't really it's not always so showy no, but it's and, good. and Meryl Streep I think is really fantastic in this too. Yeah, um, I'm not really a big fan of her, but this the first because, time that I think of seeing her that actually, no, just I'm not a fan of her. But 
like her acting, but this is the first time I can think of that I actually liked her in a role. I thought she really did a good job in it. This is one of the times I see a character and yeah. not her yeah. being an actor, which I, I think, especially in the more recent films she's done, I kind of see that sometimes. So you just reminded me, um, we watched uh, Ed Wood in Media Studios. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, no spoilers. And I didn't mention that. I don't know uh, if it's a movie we that... watched. Okay. And uh, Ed Wood has, what reminded me is you mentioned uh, Streep disappearing into her part. Depp. Um, and Depp disappears into Ed Wood like, completely. He's not recognized. Yeah. And it's not because of the makeup. I think that's the best he's ever been. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, I think it's the best in Britain. The same, yeah. And it was interesting because the majority of the media studies class didn't like I did. Yeah. They both peaked pretty early, didn't they? It, just if you see well, that. Johnny movie. Depp had been acting for quite Well, a while. I mean, in terms of just like my personal favorite, mm-hmm. in my eyes at least. It would be nice for Johnny Depp to, uh, I don't know, maybe redeem himself. Maybe yeah. maybe he could have a comeback when he's Remember, 60. Remember uh, that one a few years ago where he was like Black a gangster, white bolter? Or Black Mass. Yeah. And it's everyone thought movie. that was going to be good, but then he had to do the whole makeup thing. And I like that. Movie. I don't think he can help himself anymore. I think he's good in that. I haven't seen that in a while. I don't know. I think he, oh, he spends a lot of, like, he spent so much of his fortune, maybe all of it. I don't know. He just seems like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like Nicolas Cage, to, to yeah. compared to the film. He's kind of, sometimes he's like a bit of a joke, uh, uh-huh. but he can also surprise you once in a while with that great performance like Nick Cage does here. I read somewhere that on one of the Pirates movies, he spent like $65,000 just to buy like, 500 or 1,000 people life jackets <laughs> just because out of his own pocket. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but that's still, like, a lot of people would wish for that money instead of, I don't know, because that could have been spent somewhere else, I mm-hmm. guess. For sure. Thoughts still nice. Can I praise Nicolas Cage for a second? Yeah, sure. Often seen as one of the biggest jokes working now, he's worked with, like, uh, let's, like, uh, David Lynch, the Coen brothers, Scorsese, Herzog, John Woo, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Panos Cosmatos, Spike Jones, Spike Jones, uh, De Palma, uh, Ridley Scott, like Oliver Stone. He's such a, I think he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Um, he does all the bargain bin sort of stuff, but I think that's just because he's paying off his debts. But when he really commits, he is truly one of the best actors we've got right now. I think. What's the last? Great, Mandy. Mandy. Not well. Oh, phenomenal. Is it just? But it's playful. It's not like I'm, I'm talking about like yeah, dramatic. Yeah, the, per- the performance role. like fits the movie. When did Bringing Out the Dead come out? Oh man. Ninety. Ninety nine, maybe. But didn't he? Was it, that, did he? Did um, Lord of War? Is that a good Lord one? Lord of War? Yeah. Yeah. That's a straight up drama. That's what I. I didn't mean like not like good performance. Sorry, mm-hmm. I meant drama. Uh, Bringing Out the Dead. I'd, I'd have to look at his it doesn't filmography. Matter. Do you want to start then? Or my favorite people scene. not say. I, didn't say, I didn't say my favorite oh, scene. Okay. Uh, I think my favorite scene is probably like the dead end where he's in the car and he drives off and he just embraces every, like everything, like who he is, like Donald would have. Mm-hmm. That's a nice bookend. Have you said it, Thomas? Um... I think I liked the part where like uh, like uh, like uh, when he's in the car with Donald's like I can't believe I got shot like that's so effed up um and then yeah and then they just like runs and then he goes like flying through the windshield and he just kind of like 
lands there and like almost like if if you didn't really see like if you didn't have like the context of it, it's almost a comical way he lands mm. like with his like butt in the air. I don't know if I'd say it's maybe maybe not that, but like how he just kind of like just like stops. Like I think it's, it's not more unnerving than comedic. Well, it's like kind yeah, of no, yeah, yeah 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 like darkly funny. Mm-hmm. And like when he's like uh. The brother starts to sing the song. He's like, "Oh, is it gonna be a happy ending? Is it gonna come back?" And he like opens his eyes, but then he, he just dies. I thought that was a, a strong scene. Oh, I have another favorite scene. You can only uh, have one. I'm gonna have another. <laughs> I, I said two for the other one. Uh, when Chris Cooper's pulling out of his driveway, and they get hit, and then he like wakes up without the teeth, and he's like, the, yeah. "Who's in the bag?" Or uh, yeah. trying to figure out if his wife's Which okay. That's interesting because his you don't take his character really seriously at all until until yeah. the end. That would have been a good role, I think. A fun role for him to play. Stars? I'm not sure, but I'm going to say it anyways. I think this is my favorite Spike Jones movie. Um, I think four and a half. I think I think I'm not I don't even know how to rate this movie but I think I'm there too I don't think I've let it digest enough but I'll give it a four and a half I think I think I'm gonna give it like a three and a half I think that's the only score you give <laughs> yeah it is no did, what did you get the oh, you gave brother. a brother worth there four and a half yeah oh right I okay. give that four and a half it, it, it was a pretty good movie it was very weird though uh-huh. but that's not necessarily a bad thing I was probably at a three, but the more I've been, we've been talking about it, I like it more. So three and a half out of five. Those are the movies that I find are ones that become your favorites, the ones that you see and and they grow on you. But I don't think I. Yeah. I don't think I. I don't have a desire to ever see it again, though. No. Okay. I'd like to see it again. Well, I haven't seen it long time but I, I think I might even say five because uh, to me it's such an interesting way of doing an adaptation he was given the task of adapting that book and he turned it into this very sort of interesting uh, meta book's real? He was tasked with ad- adapting The Orchid Thief and this is what he came up with and I, I think it's um, one of those dramas that is, is an easier one to put on it can get heavy at times but it's not like to, to an extreme where you don't want to wa- rewatch it. Like, actually, just talking about it now, I actually want to revisit this one. And it is my favorite Kaufman and Spike Jones one, so. So, so like, the story. This is a movie about a guy... Figuring out that he's going to write this movie. Writing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, and then there's... I wonder how Susan Orlean felt <laughs> yeah. about this. Because oh, her character gets I, run through. I, oh, yeah. I looked at looked it up and she was originally like she was given the script but she was told like this is how it is and she's like oh I don't know if I like this but then she says yeah I love the movie now okay good because I in watching it it made me feel uncomfortable a little bit of anxiety knowing that it's real and she's real but watching it you're not really sure because here's like Charlie Kaufman with his fake brother yeah so that's um, why I wasn't sure yeah and this other stuff that's that's sort of unreal uh, but uh 
yeah, I was I was worried that she would. She's probably happy Meryl Streep playing her too. And there's also some stuff there where he's on set of being John Malkovich, mm-hmm. and the rest of them are like everyone's like brushing him off. Like that must have been strange having the yeah. the actual actors there. It didn't the the guy that passed him it didn't look like. Who, who was the main character? John Cusack. John Cusack. It was him. It was him. It didn't yeah. look like him. Either. And they didn't get very close. No. But they didn't get very close to Catherine Keener. No, I, I could tell it was her, though. I, I couldn't tell it was John Cusack. But I can always tell it's Catherine Keener. She's a fine actress. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> there's something else I was going to mention. Oh, I, I wonder if there's a point in the movie where it switches over completely to fiction. Is it when they take the trip? Probably. To no, probably when, Florida? Probably when he goes to scout out her house. Or no, probably when they go. Yeah. I wonder or when they find out that she's going. I wonder if the whole relationship, though, if that's even real, between her and Chris Cooper. It's not in the book. I wonder if he Whether made that. I would imagine he did. So then most of it's... And that might have come from the the studio suggesting um, through Tilda Swinton um, that the studio was hoping there'd be some sort of love kind of story between the two of them. And that kind of seems like him uh, just kind of stepping his toe into the relationship sort of stuff. I mean, he did that, and uh, Charlie Co- Charlie Kaufman did in being John Malkovich. But but what he eventually kind of came to in Anomalisa with the relationships being super awkward. <laughs> Kind of starts with that in this a little bit, it seems to me. Especially how Charlie himself is clearly really awkward, kind of mm-hmm. quiet. Yeah. He also made himself kind of fat in this. I don't think he's fat in real life. No. Maybe he I was at the time. I've seen him yeah, maybe. before, and he doesn't look fat. Fat. He's a great afro, too. Yeah, I don't think he's balding. I no, 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 no. Not like me. How did he describe himself? Like oh. fat and bald fat. and sweaty? Or yeah, I think Maybe so. that's how he got away with uh, how he portrayed uh, the Meryl Streep character. Kind of made himself look worse. Yeah. Also, that's probably the uh, the self-deprecation, like how he feels about himself, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he clearly is very... Do I get the feeling he's hard on himself from what I've seen in his films? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do the common sense? Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. I think I oh, know yeah, it, guess. so I won't um, guess. Uh, I'm going to say 94. I'm going to guess it's uh, 83. I'm going to say 93. I think it's 95. All right. I don't know this, but I think it is. I don't think I can see it. For whatever reason, there have been some pages for Rotten Tomatoes that are broken. If you look it up on a new tab, just yeah, it'll, it'll come, come up, up there. for sure. Just like type in the name. Not inside of Rotten Tomatoes. It's kind of weird. Adaptation. Movie. Oh, 91. That's me. Okay. You won one. I won. (laughs) And uh, this movie is abhorrent, according to uh, movieguide.org. Content, very strong humanist worldview with very strong pro-evolution elements that nevertheless seems to unintentionally expose the scientific stupidity of theories of evolution with humanist romantic notion of love. About 59 obscenities. About 59. <laughs> about. About exactly 59 obscenities. Uh, eight strong profanities and six mild profanities. Thriller violence such as people chase other people with guns. Two terrible car crashes. Alligator chomps character. And people <laughs> shot. Depicted fornication, adultery, and masturbation. And man sells pornography on the internet. 
upper female nudity, rear nudity, partial male nudity, and major references to internet pornography on computers, alcohol use, smoking, brief drug abuse, and references to selling special drug made from flour, and spying on people, lying, procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> and kidnapping. You'll never do that. It, it feels like it feels like they finished and they and they forgot about all the ex- other stuff and they just <laughs> typed oh, it in. Sounds like they got mad and just had to yeah. keep going. I just wonder about the the sequence of this. Um, <laughs> selling special drug made from flour and spying on people and lying and procrastination <laughs> and kidnapping. It's like they're, like, <laughs> it's like they're all the same. Yeah. It's lighter, lighter, lighter. Kidnapping. You know. You know. Whatever. Sometimes you procrastinate or you just kidnap. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes you don't feel like getting it done. There's one step apart. So, uh, that's it. Thank you for our guest star showing up. Josh. Joshua. Have an A1 day, listeners. Guess we're ending it there. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.